Hello, good evening, and welcome back to another questions podcast as we head into round uh, 24, uh, nearing the back end now. Um, we've got a few guys here from Discord, so we're going to go through the questions. Um, if anyone's got any trades left, then look at um, questions for the Bundy Mixer and then stories of the worst trade-ins of the year and who was your best trade-ins. Um, all right, the first question is from RG, uh, and he's actually got a couple of trades left. So uh, just looking for it. Hold on, my screen's went blank. Oh, here we go. Evening, lads. Two trades left with 18K in the bank. Season almost over and not much to say. Um, well, he's doing well. He's ranked round 500, so he's saying thoughts on the following trades. Can get anyone in instead of Tarpany under 817K. Can get everyone bar Munster and Cleary. So he's proposing to do a cash out of um, Jamin Salmon to Hammer, which frees up some funds um, and allows him to do Aitken to Tarpany. Mm. Uh, do you want to start us off, Ross, with your thoughts on what he can do here? Yeah, I, I don't mind those things. Um, we're discussing pre-show that obviously you come into the the end of the season and you're getting a bit pottish now. So, um, yeah, I like Big Smoke and Joe. I just feel like I'm a bit wary of him. I feel that he might be playing slightly injured boys. So if you watch him on the weekend, he just wasn't right. So... I'd just be a little bit wary of that. Another one is uh, Azaio. Uh, I, I really like him um, as a pod. And one that you could do in, if you get mm. Yo, then you might be able to get Hoskin as well. Um, mm. I just have a feeling, Russ, that they're going to rest Yo at some point in these next two weeks because the minor premiership's wrapped up. There might be a game where he gets 25 minutes and then doesn't come back on. Yeah, but mate, he's 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 up there with the Dally M. So yeah, I'm yeah. just not sure about that. That's that's the unknown, isn't it, Cookie? Mm, it is. But I do like him. Um, I, I like Hoskin and Yo as um, a, a dual combo. Yeah, or yeah, he's proposing Hammer at the moment. So Hosking Hosking's cheaper than Hammer, is he? Roscoe, do you think that um, he needs to get a mid? Like, does he definitely need to get Tarpanay? Because surely mm. Harry Grant outscores Tarpanay over the next couple of weeks, yeah. especially with that rib injury. Yeah, and I, I feel like Harry Grant's. Well, I think Paulie mentioned it the other day that his minutes are getting a lot bigger now, so they're tapering him off for the the finals run. So, yeah, I, I just would be wary about Tarpanay. Um, that's all. I'm, I've gone a bit cold on him. Offer mm. Hengawi is another one he could look at, or or David Fafita would be the other two that I'd mention. I was talking about David Fafita pre-show cookie. Um, I just had a look at it. The, yeah. the Titans play New Zealand in New Zealand um, next week. So we've already seen so far this year when mm. you play New Zealand in New Zealand, they're a completely different team. So that would just be something I would be conscious of with David yeah. Fafita. Um, the other options, Ruben Cotter, that, that's, you know, like around that 700k mark. 
Yeah, that'd be a good shout too because his minutes will increase over the next couple of weeks. He should do plenty, plenty of defensive mm. work. Um, that's probably not a bad shout. Yeah, either. I, I think I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be getting Tarpany in now though. With like he, without that attacking stats last week, you know they saved him near the end. I just think he's not play. He's, he's injured, you know, and it's showing. How about that for absolute respect though? Argy's still got two trades, and we're all sitting here talking about what we're yeah. going to do next year and, and our best and worst trades. And look at his rank, five eighteen. He, he could push for top three hundred. Like, mm. all right, we'll move on to the next one, guys. The next one is from uh, from Greggy in our Ostradamus. Uh, He's, uh, with zero trades for a couple of weeks left in fantasy, he wants to talk about the mixer with it coming along at the right time. He's off to an all right start of rank 174 in the Bundy mixer. And this week he's got his team here that he's looking at. It, can we make any improvements? So he's got Damien Cook at hooker, Simona Taufa, um, uh in the mids. He's got Kikau on the edge and then he's got... Nico Hines with the booster on him, Isabel Kelly in the centre, and Tonegado with the booster on her at um, fullback. Uh, Liam, if you're with us, do you want to get into that one a bit? Yeah, mate, of course. Um, so he's got uh, Mixer. <clears throat> I really like um, having... I mean, Cook's not a bad option, but I'm probably going to do a bunch of attacking against the Cowboys. I'm not even going to lie. Like, yeah, I don't know if I'd be getting... I'm going, I'm going with Cook this week. I don't know. I don't know if Cook will be able to... I don't think Cook will be doing the tackling. I don't know if he scores on us. So, mm, I think he's due a big score. I think Cook will get around a 50. So I'd, be, I'd probably be going around a... I know myself I'm probably going to go a pod and cotter, um, but Cook's not a bad option. Taufa, yeah, I really like Taufa. Um, she just is consistent. She'll If you don't have Taufa, I think you just – I think you personally, you personally, I think you're just kidding yourself. Like, she got 64 last week with five missed tackles. No, it was six. Mm. She would have got like a – no, it was seven. She, she wouldn't have got close to eighty without missed tackles. Like she's yeah. such a gun. Like, but if you were looking at another one, wouldn't you look at Millie Boyle? Like she got fifty three in fifty five minutes last week in an easier matchup this week against the Titans. Like she could be going over for a try. She could get a sixty five. Oh, I think he could, but I mean. Taff is just, I just think she's too safe, to be honest. Even if Boyle went over for the try, she may even get an early mark because I don't think the the Knights are going to overcook her for minutes when they're smashing the other team. Yeah, what about the edge? He's got kick out there. Do you like that? Like, personally, I'm thinking of David Fafita on the Gold Coast against the Knights. That's where I'm looking this week, you know. I just think it's going to be one yeah. plus. One play, and he could easily get to 70 again. You're not wrong. Well, I mean, kick out. For me, he's a he's not a bad option because, I mean, he's playing the Warriors, and I think he wants to kind of get some of the Panthers' points. 
I mean, is Luai going to play the left edge? I'm pretty sure. So I think he's going to get some decent, pretty good points. But it's a very risky play. I'd say I'd probably go for Feeder. Um, yeah. And then Hines is safe as. Yeah. Um, Isabel Kelly. Yep. Yeah, 80s last week. Standard deliver for her. She just roams around the field. Like, it's insane. She'll just stand both sides. Like, she was going right to left on whenever the Roosters were attacking. He was, she was going everywhere. She gets so much tries. I reckon she's in for a 60-plus average season, probably. And then Tony Gardo, uh, I'll, I'd be very interested to go Sam Bremer there. But, yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to go with Upton this week. 42 last week, no attacking stats really, no tries, tries, just I think against the Titans this week. This will be it for a big score. That's not a bad shout, I mean. Like, she, the Titans did show they're not a great team, so... I mean, if if you wanted to go potty, and it, I really don't mind that. Just back on the mids quickly for the women's, that Joseph for the Roosters, Paulie, um, yeah, was right about that one. And he reckons her minutes are going to keep building. I think she got a 46 in 45 minutes last week, starting at lock. So she's another one of the reliable mids. Yeah, she is, but... isn't She's playing on an edge, and I don't know if you... Because wouldn't you have to... Like, made it lock, but she's, she's she, oh yeah, that's right. She's got edge. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know if she's safe as like that. That's still like a even though her PPM's really good. I don't know, but she'd need her minutes to get up to seventy odd for her to, for me to consider. Her. Yeah. All right. We we'll move on to the next one. Uh, it's still from Greggy again. He's just saying, hey, lads, thanks for being a good group to throw ideas at this season. He's currently ranked 290, so he's right up there. Biggest hit this season for him is no doubt starting with Hines. His biggest miss would be using two trades on Prem Peoples, followed closely by trading up Munster when he had COVID, only to miss Origin to make way for undefeated Origin champion Tom Dearden and return the very next week for the Storm. So, yeah, that's Greggy's takes. But um, he's doing well right up the top there. And Jack Bird's paid for it off for him in the last few weeks. All right, next one. That would hurt. That would hurt, Cookie, wouldn't it? Selling out Cam Munster. Yeah, it would. And then because they thought it's going to be three to four weeks, I think. And then it only ending up being two weeks in the one game that he missed. Bloody oath and it hurt. Poor bugger. Yeah, it would. Like you look at that, that's probably that's probably cost him a, a hundred ranks just in selling out. Yeah, because yeah, he went huge yeah, too. So. Yeah. I just want to say to Greggy, he's got the exact same mix of team as me this week, so I feel obliged to change it up. Just on the mixer, just quickly, what? How did we go last week? I think I got five fourteen, and I'm ranked around four hundred and twenty. I got 5.46 and I'm 89th, I think. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Timmy, how'd you go? I got, I got 4.43, mate. I was a little bit down, but I'm not too disappointed. Yeah, I'm the same. I got 4.32. Mate. I didn't um, boost Kelly. 
rookie era. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I boosted. Um, I boosted Joseph. I could have had a five fifty like Stitt. I trust yeah, and I boosted Murray. Murray. Murray, yeah, Murray dogged me. Yeah. Mm. I didn't go. Uh, um, I didn't. Next... Yeah, I didn't go. I didn't go big as you guys did. Didn't get Hines. That annoyed me. Uh, the next one is from myself. So just saying that my best trade in I found was when I picked Angus Crichton up for six hundred k when he was, you know, when he'd been coming off the bench and. People have been selling him out around that point, you know, because they started to deal with him and he thought that well. And I picked him up when he was priced at about 45. And since that, in round seven, I think he's averaged 57. So it's been really good for me. And then Adam Elliott, when I got him at 447K, was a great pickup. And then my worst trades would be after Talagai got the 100. I brought him in and he, I think I had him three weeks and he scored 20s and 30s, barely did anything. Malolo, I regret bringing in and bringing in Pat for a second time, which burned another two trades by the time I got him in. And then the next week I had to trade him out. It, it's interesting, Cookie, you're talking about that trade of Angus Crichton as being being a positive trade now. Realistically, at the time, that was not a good trade because you had a choice between Crichton and Papa Lee. And you went yeah, Crichton. but for why, the balance of my you... team... I decided it was better to get Angus and can't remember who else I bought in that week, but there was a reason why I did it back in round seven. Um, but, yeah, Angus went pretty well for me. Um, but, yeah, if I did get IPAP, I'd probably be another 50 or 60 ranks higher from um, from earlier on. But, um, yeah, a lot of people thought Angus wouldn't average more than 50. So to average 57, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, it was a funny old start from Angus. He didn't score the big, consistent high scores we come to know and love. So it was a good shout jumping back on and having faith in him at the right time. Yeah, and Tamalolo, as I said, has been the one that I've kind of regretted. I held him through that round 13 and I've just pretty much held and held and held and he's been such a letdown. All right, the next one, uh, just looking. Oh, it's from AFG. He's saying that his best trading was um, Trell Mitchell um, in round 17. And he said for his worst, there's been plenty, but probably Blake Taff or Daisy Moali. Anyone got any thoughts on those comments? Yeah, there's a couple of... Yeah. yeah, there's a couple of dud fullbacks like Tuff and Tamara Martin for fantasy at that time. And if you picked on one of them, it didn't go too well. There's been a lot of Rabbitohs cheapies that flopped, unfortunately. Moala, Peoples, Tuff all trapped a lot of people, including me. So if you avoided most of them, you probably did pretty well this year. Even Tass for the first half of the year was probably a bit of a, a bit of a flop. Had to go back to reserve grade and come back. He's come back and perform well. But Tass was even a bit of a flop. Um, it's incredible how many bunnies players we've had. We've jumped on this year, and they've all all been duds at different stages. Yeah, but Ray Isaiah Tess, no one could predict that he would just get the one week where he didn't do anything really wrong, and then he got dropped back. I think it was his defence they wanted him to work on, but mm, I think my highlights would be um, 
Garrick, and then probably Cooler. Um, uh, oh, I, we all just, I think everyone's got Cooler, but such a good cash cow, um, DPP. And then later in the season would be Nat Butcher. Um, he saved me in the recent weeks, so I'm super stoked about him. And my, um, my regrets are not getting Adam Elliott and not getting Burton after round seven. I waited till it was like prime price and obviously Talakai, the dud. And Trent Peoples. What about what about chatting with Turbo though, Ross? Yeah, know? see that 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 cost me two uh, one trade, but yeah, that was disappointing. Two hundred fifty k cash in one trade, but yeah, that's the way it goes, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, the next one's from Survivor. He's saying he can't make it tonight because he's not feeling well. Um, he said his best trade was getting Telekai in at 420k before he got the 100. Well, the worst has to be Ponga. He brought him in at 560k after he scored the 100. And then he pretty much dropped another 100k and got injured. And he said that buying Tyrone Wishart as a cash cow and then Pappenhausen was, also ended up to be stupid buys. See, it's hard to think of Tyrone Wishart as a, as a stupid buy. He's, he's probably done his job realistically. He's played, you know what you're going to get with him. He wasn't going to ever have big minutes and he probably got you a 20 or 30 here or there. And, and he was having... never going to be reliable to me. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, true. I think he did start there. He was starting there and then people thought he'd keep starting, but no. it didn't end up eventuating. Um, yeah. The next one is from Ross. Um, Liam, you can take this one. So it's for the mix series. Looking at Rob and Hooker, with there being no bench hooker for the Cowboys this week, I reckon she'll do a ton of tackling. Also, Maddow versus Fafida on the edge. Um, just looking here, Ross has gone for Millie Boyle at mid as well and Sam Bremner at um, wing fullback. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, it ain't a bad side. Like, Robson, I don't mind him. He'll have to do a ton of tackling, yeah. Um, I went similar with Cotter, so, like, they're both, yeah, I think Robson's a really good shout. Boyle, not a bad shout. I mean, it's I just don't know if she'll get the minutes, but pretty good option. Then you got Madison. Uh, yeah, I quite like Maddo. He... I think you are. I'd go for Theta personally. I just, Maddo's not really offloading as much of Laban. Yeah, I might change that. Yeah. And just be aware with the Bremner that I know it's a new season, but in previous seasons where she's played a few games, she sort of has has been up and down. Like she'll have a big score and then she'll have a, a low score. She hasn't been able to keep the high scores yet, but maybe that'll change this season. Oh, mate, the Roosters are so good this year. I don't know. I just think. Mm. I think their heads and shoulders above everyone else. Like this, who they play this week? I think it's the Broncos. Who the Knights stood up? Oh, that's a hard game. No, it's not. Is it though? I think the Broncos have lost a lot of uh, players. Like Tamika. Yeah, uh, I feel Cookie, they, they literally lost. They struggled most of that Knights game. They aren't as good as they were. And I mm. think I still Broncos, don't see them as the bottom two team. No, they'll make the semis, but they're not a good side. Realistically, there's a huge gap between Roosters and Knights and the rest of the competition, and that was proven 
in the I think a few one. years back they had like a state of origin team, yeah. whereas now it's been thinned out a bit. So yeah, because it's been mixed up. Uh, the next one is from Was John. His best trading was probably Maddo before his big run of scores or caller at basement price. Also hold, holding Tarpany after a slow start. Um, he said it was his spicy team that did well trading in guys, getting in Sean Lane, Talakai, Cotter, Adam Elliott early before they exploded in score and price. He got Talakai at 424k two weeks before his ton. Uh, Chualangi sold him round 12, making 130k. Then he bought him again in round 17 at 355k and made another 180k. Um, probably being sold this week with his last trade. Not bad, 310k profit. So maybe he's talking about um, Murray Chualangi, is he from the Cowboys? or? Yeah, that Murray Chualangi that was a dud buy at the start of the year. Oh, or is it the Tigers? About... No, he's talking about Kelma. He's, Murray Chualangi is yeah. oh, right. Murray's never no been that cheap. Okay. Well, 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 there you go, well, was John, because I sold Chualangi in round two for Starling because I just yeah, – and then Starling went and made me 170K or so. But, yeah, he's done well for you since getting good him stuff, back in. John. Anyone got anything? No, that's good, mate. That? I think he did well with uh, getting – with, with all those, um, the spicy team, I don't know how many teams he's got, but yeah, if he's done well with that one, it's, um, yeah, he's got he's got everyone yeah. at the right time. That's what it's all about. Yeah, talking about his bad trades now, saying the PS, PTSD is strong, mainly run of bad or hurt fullback. Started with CNK and Sean Russell, bought Pappenhausen in round 17, who got hurt, as we know, lost 100K, bought Pong around 18, who had to be traded up two weeks later. Taff Kennedy Wishart. Um, he's saying he bought Cotter as well. Um, he got hurt in warm up and he didn't check the late mail before the game. Bought Curran in round six and he then to have to trade him two rounds later. He lost um, and he bought Talakai after his 107 and then had to move him on like I did after those few dud weeks. So that's a pretty comprehensive wrap-up from John there. Yeah, I was on the Cotter, Jeez, the Cotter train early as well. And um, I'm Devo because I would have still had him um, had he not done that hammy. But, yeah, unlucky, John. Jeez, that Kennedy trade was a was a rough trade. That's, yeah. that's, that's that, that happened to me as well, um, Timmy. That happened to me. Had him for a couple of weeks and then he just went down – bit like the Aaron Booth one I got as well, and then I started losing all my emergencies. But oh well. Uh, the next one's from Timmy himself, uh, saying his best buy was Robson, getting him early in the season. Shock me. Has paid off. His worst buy was Tohu, to be honest. In hindsight, he could have skipped Tohu and got someone else. Biggest frustration was around Harry Grant at the start of the year. Really wish he'd won the one game without him instead of trying to get Cheese and then get Grant. Definitely something next year to keep his mind to keep in mind. And now he wants a cookie guarantee. Latrelli's going to be a cat this week, and only get a thirty. Want him for my mixer team, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I reckon you go with the. I reckon he'll 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 go well this week, but. I reckon he'll score anywhere between a 
50 to a 75, somewhere in that range. Ooh, base at 50, Timmy. That's hard to pass up. That is very hard to pass up against the Cowboys. Yeah, but I wouldn't play in Nixa because I think that Tonegado or Upton can get more than – like, I think they'll go very well. More than Luttrell. I, like if, yeah, if no, Cowboys saying, are losing by 13 plus. But in the, women, in the women's, you don't want to really pick a half or a hooker. So that that's where I start off. I pick my hooker in half in the men's, and then it comes down to the other four positions. So if you like, if you that don't, Jesse Southwell. And what's that got to do with fullback? And yeah, Luttrell? well, if you get Latrell, then Timmy's going to have to get a, a, a mid and an edge in the women's, and I don't know if you want both the mid and an edge. I think the edge in the women's are um, they're down, so you probably yeah. wouldn't want a, a woman. That's edge. what I'm saying. Like you could. Do a David for but yeah. does it does it does it balance out? If you, mm, you get it's hard to say. Yeah. The Cowboys are one of the best defensive teams of the year, like top three defensive team, I think. So, how many opportunities will the trail get as well? I mean, the Cowboys are second for a reason. They're playing the underdog this week. They're going to be right up for it. They want a home. They stop. They want Just a home stop. final. I know you're smiling. A very, 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 very hard game, and I am nervous. <laughs> oh what yeah yeah right you're underdogs cookie it's gonna be i think i reckon uh, if you go latrell you've got to pick one of the two women's that actually play lock that are available at edge in mixer because their base is going to be a lot higher than most of the other women's edges yeah joseph's the one at edge at the moment for me because of that reason what is your mixer team timmy uh, it's running at the moment. Coruscant, Taufa, uh, Joseph, Hines, uh, Kelly, and Latrell at the moment. Nice. Mm. Uh, the next one's from Huntley Hurricane. Best buy was Cotter at 550k. Early doors and getting on Elliot at 399k. Worst was picking Ponga over Manu, Garrick, and Teddy in round 12. And holding him till he's two in round 19. Honestly, that bloke could score 300s in a row next season and he won't go near him. So, Ponga's on the never again list for Huntley Hurricane. So, he's really hurt him a lot. Anyone got what's, anything to say about What's Ponga going to start at next year? He averaged this year. Is They'll bump like him up a bit still, I think. Yeah, he averaged 36.4, so I might squeeze it up towards 40. So that's still going to be more than what he's priced at now. Because if he falls under – I mean, it's in all seriousness. Mm. If he falls under 500,000, he's going to be pretty tempting to start next year. I don't think Fancy will do it. <laughs> I don't think they'll do it. He'll be, he'll be up at around 600K, Timmy. They'll bump him up. Mm. I'm ready. If he – Ross – Roscoe, Cookie, Scoop, Liam, if if he's under 500K, and we're all sitting here saying he probably won't be, but if he's under 500K, would you be tempted to start the year with Ponga next year? 100%. Yes. If 500K, yes. If it's like yeah. anywhere okay. bet- anywhere between 500 and 550, I'll probably agonise over it the whole preseason. If it's over 550, no. It's probably a, um, a future Broncos fullback that I'd be getting over Ponga. Yeah, that's, I my, agree with that's that. my thoughts as well. I just you're talking about yep. Reese Welsh, correct? 
What is Walsh? What is Walsh yeah, average so far back. this year compared to Ponga? One and a half points more, so thirty-seven point nine. But he'll probably be priced at the same because they'll bump Ponga up maybe a little bit. That's a tough. What's Reese Walsh priced at? Four seventy-eight and averaged thirty-seven point nine so far this year. They might bump him up a bit, but yeah, if he's around five hundred k, a lot of people will be tempted to begin with him. Uh, the next one's from Griff, uh, saying his worst buys were starting with Cheese, Lanier, and Fletcher Baker, while simultaneously not starting with Nanai or Tago or either of the Kings, Max or Josh. He was behind the eight ball this year from the get-go. As far as his worst trades go, an argument could be made for trading in Telecom in round eight, Palacia in round 17, or trading Ilias out in round three, only to trade him back in in round six. But to be honest, he thinks trading in different people to round 11 takes the cake. Now he's telling me I sold him an absolute lemon. Well, let me just say, Griff, I did warn you of the risks with peoples that you might only be in there for a couple of weeks and, um, you know, with the job security issues. So I did tell people that was the risk you'd be taking. So I don't think anyone realised that the South... South Club would screw up his contract and mean that he missed two, missed a game as well. I'm in the same boat, Griff. He sold. He, he sent us up the river without any paddles. Oh, he didn't miss a game, didn't he? He, 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 he? Yeah, he did. He, he, he got pulled. He, he, no, no he, got, he got pulled out. He got pulled out of the week before because he um because they hadn't got his contract sorted because he wasn't. Correct. Yes, he was. They didn't realize till after he'd played. No, they pulled him yeah, out the week cheated. before as well. No, they had two no, weeks. I mean, they had two weeks played. to get sorted. Yeah, he played, and then they realised that. Yeah, that Cookie's right. He did play. Then they realised that he wasn't in the. Um, yeah, yeah, he didn't get the exemption. But he, and everyone, like I mean, people like Beth and that in Discord said he's going to be the Jacob Host sixty. He was never going to be once we got the forwards back, like Nichols and Murray, who came back early, and all them. He was always going to be left out. That's not what you said in the private message. I told you about the risks, and then I, when I heard Murray was back, I reversed the trade. You said future club captain, future immortal, build him a I statue. I'll, I'll wear the Tass one, but I won't wear the people's one. <laughs> um, I have to admit, what was he doing trading, trading out Ilias and trading him back in? That's... Griffo, mate. Yeah, that's well, I did tell the trade. I said, Ilias will be like last year's Averillo. He will make 160, 170K. Don't burn a trade. Slow burn, wasn't it, Cookie? Oh, such a slow yeah, burn. Mate, he still did his job. He still did his job. I can't believe you jumped back onto him, Griff. That's ridiculous. Yeah, well, he started to re- hit 40s then. And once we got the really hard games out of the way, which we had. Um, and Griffo, I'm just going to jump in. I'm going to I'm going to defend picking up Palacia. Um At that stage, given the information we had, that was he'd played so many games in that Broncos team throughout the year. It was looking like he was going to hold his spot in the team. And then over the last three or four weeks, all of a sudden they decided he doesn't fit into the team until this week, and he's back in the side. So, unfortunately, that was a that was a, a crap one for us to deal with, but. I was with you and bought him at the same time. Uh, the next one is from Scoop. 
uh, who's with us at the moment, is saying his worst trade was probably getting in Mulatalo after round 14, after he'd averaged in the high 40s at wing earlier in the season. And he saw the upside with the Sharks having a soft run home. But since then, he hasn't cracked 50 and has averaged 33.5 in his starting wing fullback, or I most have Teddy or Mitchell there instead. Buying Marnie and Frizzell and Mulatalo in round 14 single-handedly killed his season. Um, his best trades were jumping super early on Elliot and Starling and getting on the burden train at the right time in round 10. Well, I was with you with that on Scoop, getting on Starling at the same point and burden. I did that too. And then a shout-out to Royce Hunt, who um, made him a sneaky 100K at low ownership as well. Not many at all own Royce Hunt. Scoop, was that Royce Hunt trade at the start of the uh, pickup? Was that at the start of the season or is that at the back end now? No, that was about, I think, around round five or six, and I sold him. Let me just pull it up because I do have it open. Yeah, Royce Hunt, round seven, in at 248K, and then he went out in round 13 at 361K, so 113K. Not the wor- not I the most. all about Starling as well. Starling was so good for he this fell. season, wasn't he, good boys? He was so good, and then he just fell off really hard. And I think a lot of us held on to him for probably two weeks too long and lost 100K. Did you, um, did you get on Starling early, Liam, as well, like most of us in here did? No, mate. I went Cotter instead. Okay. You little fell good move to do that. That's, that's, a, that's a nice one to go oh, with. Speaking of Liam, he's the next um, yeah, Liam um, best trade of the year. He's saying was bird to Cotter in round four when Cotter was 526k and a huge pod. His worst trading of the year was getting Toto over Latrell in round 16. It's cost him nearly 300 points. And he said that the pod's been awesome this year. Um, yeah. That Toto one really, really kind of is a bit painful for a few of us, Roscoe. That's. Mm. All, all signs said that Toto should have gone on a bit of a run and scored a bit better than he did. Yeah, and Toto, Tohu, they all they all did me in. So I, I got on. Just let me just say, right, it, it, it goes to it goes to show with guys like Mulatalo, sorry, guys like Mulatalo and Toto, like on the wing, it might generally be better to go with the fullback option rather than get someone who's an out and out winger because you know fullbacks have. Can score much higher. Like shout out to you, Ross. So the Garrick one, Mike. He was went to fullback, and he was a great pickup. You know. Yeah, yeah. I got him in round ten. I remember that, with that Ola. might be a lesson and, um, that we yeah. learn. Like if the wing four, I think it was always a lesson. Like goal kickers yeah. as well. Like yeah, like Latrell yeah. Garrick. They're they're, they're cool. pretty um must have, aren't they? But yeah, going back to. Going back to Toe, yeah, like I got dragged yeah. into the hype. I really did think that he would go better than he did, didn't. And Tohu Harris, mate, I, I know a lot of people still have him because they've like been forced to hold him, but what a disappointment. Yeah. What's yeah. he averaging what? for the year? I don't even know. 48 and a half. That's yeah. yeah. a shadow of himself. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought he'd have averaged 55, maybe even higher. That's what I... And then you look at that game the other week over in New Zealand and he was it was like playing back back his best football again when he was back in New Zealand. It's just... he almost been two separate players this this season. Yeah. And that Toto, 
Oh, I, I mean, I'm, it's one of those ones, as you were saying, Roscoe, like I'm stuck with Toho and I'm stuck with Tohu just because they, they yeah, weren't... You they were, weren't yeah. I, I was trying to go for somebody that had upside and that upside never really happened. So that's... Yeah, you weren't that keen on the troll to me either way. You, I remember a while back because he was... You thought he was going to be inconsistent. Um, yeah, I think that's more of a personal thing for me with Latrell. I just not a not a Latrell fan, but in terms of my fantasy, but because he does have those big games where he goes high and low, and I'd already had Fafita earlier this year with some high scores and low scores of Fafita. Yeah, I, um, I get it. So that was where I was looking. I thought Toto would be a bit more consistent going back to the the 2021 sort of form where he'd run for 200 metres every week, score a try and and be looking at that 50 points every week. And he hasn't really done it. It's been quite frustrating. Yeah. Uh, the next one is from... Anything else you want to add, Liam, before we carry on? No. Nah. The next one is from Nick, uh, Rusty from Discord. Best trade of the year was getting in Latrell in round 16. His worst was bringing in Talakai after he got that score of 100. Uh, just looking below, oh, and again, Liam, thoughts on this mixer team. So he's got Cotter, Taufa, David Fafida, Southwell, Kelly and Latrell. What do we make of that? Ooh, tell us about Southwell. That's spicy. 63 last week. Like, I think she's a really good option this week. Against the, as we talked about, she's a, against the um, Titans, who's who are supposedly the worst team in the comp. So I think she could be yeah. absolutely huge. Did you, Roscoe, did you hear what Paulie said about Southwell last night? Apparently, Joey reckons that she's the most talented halfback. He's coached. Hold on. Is this the 17-year-old we're yeah, talking the about? Yeah, 17-year-old. Oh, yes. yes. I, I didn't see the game, but I've heard massive yeah. raps. Yeah, I, I don't mind this. Um, like what I said, like you can catch up points elsewhere. So you've got Latrell, who I reckon he's going to go huge this weekend, like 100 points. So like if Southwell's going to get a 50, then you're still – Doing better, so yeah, I like it, mate. Oh, come on, Ruff. I see you. You're playing the Latrell narrative. Then when he gets to thirty, you're going to lay the bin into me. Going, hey, no, no, I see it coming. <laughs> no, not at all. No, no. I, I'm honestly thinking Souths South are going to go well against the Cowboys uh, this week. So, hey. I, and I'm in the same camp as you, Rossio. I I really feel like this is such a Latrell game. After last week and everything else, yeah. this is such a Latrell game. Um, Everything's a must-win. They're playing their grand finals, so Latrell's going to get a hundred. Yeah, he, he's going. I've got the boost on him. That's good. <laughs> uh, I like it. I like it. Wow, good stuff. That's a big call. Not putting it on Hines, who's probably going to get a seventy, and putting it on Latrell. Probably get four. Or I five mean, the tries. The Sharks have got the <laughs> the Sharks are playing the Bulldogs this week, and they've checked out for the year. So I mean, Hines could get another eighty. <laughs> Hines might get an early rest too, though, Cookie. This this would be a perfect opportunity to give Hines. Yeah, but they're playing for a top two spot, aren't they? Yeah, but if they they could have the game wrapped up by by half time, yeah. realistically. 
he might not even come out for the See, second Souths just have to show up and they've got so, so if, if any of you, you guys are saying you're going to captain in Booster, are any of you tempted to captain him in Classic Fantasy then? If, you know... Who's that? Latrell this week. If I had him, I would. Yeah. If I was, if I had him and I was looking to make up some ranks, I'd be very tempted to captain him. I think most people you'll find will captain Hines this week. Um, so he'd be your pod captain. Yeah. And I think it would be very, very tempting. Mm. Might even might even win some people a head-to-head, that sort of thing. Like it would be one if you were looking to try and make up some points in a head-to-head, yeah. he'd be a pretty good captain as well. Yeah. Just on this one that we mentioned, Southwell, she got a try last week, but she also had six kicks for around 160 kick metres and she didn't miss any tackles which I think is most impressive for a 17-year-old, ran about 150 metres. She won't do that every game, but she had four tackle busts and offload. So, I think yeah, might, 60. I think it might be a surprise, Cookie. I think she will run – I think she'll run over 100 metres most games. I, yeah. I think she's incredibly talented. It's, it's, it could be looking at, at a superstar of the future. Yeah. Oh, the other one that we might quickly touch on before we finish, I think some of you were keen on that Romy Tetzel. She was a bit underwhelming. Um, we, we would have only got around 30 without the try, but got 42 with the try. Disappointing. <laughs> Nothing oh, else to say. Come on, Liam, because you and I are both sitting there going, are you serious, Cookie? Pack it in. <laughs> Retire. Uh, Amber Hall's the other one we should she's a gun as well like you know she's got the ability to be like the feeder with those offloads she got 53 last week without a try and she's able to cross the try line um, quite a bit she's another one to keep an eye on anyone got anything else to add yeah not much I mean it's going to be pretty much deciding whether you want to go male Edge female wing fullback or female edge male wing fullback this week. And you're going to have to choose between like a combination of either Kikau for Fida and Tonegado Upton or Bremner or something like that, or switch it up for like a Kaylee Joseph and Latrell. You've got to try and decide how much you reckon they're going to score as to which way you're going to go. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I, like I think, and I think you can kind of play around with the hooker this week for for the men's. I think that'll be one that people will see a bit of a um, a bit of a pod sort of thing might jump out in hooker. Someone like a read. I hadn't really thought about it, but this could be a game that Marnie Marnie could go over for um, a try or two and and look at that eighty or ninety sort of thing again. Um, I'm just trying to remember who's group support. I'm going to guess and say you go for Parramatta. Uh, yes. Oh, I got it. Oh, good, because I was hoping you wouldn't say the Cowboys because then there'd be four of you against me, one. That'd be cookie, more cookie, cookie. No. How did you work out that he went for the Eels? Is it because he's always oh, because got that constant got, disappointment in his voice? He's got his name, <laughs> on, his name on Discord, in, like the print in yellow. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but like uh, as a, as a definite long time Eels fan, you can tell I'm definitely a true supporter because I'm scared we'll lose thirteen plus to the Bronx this week because it's yeah. a very Eels moment. <laughs> say, though, Eels moment you, incoming. You'd rather play Brisbane in week one of the finals than South or Roosters, though, surely. 
you sound pretty young too. I don't think you've ever seen a grand final win, have you? Not for eels, no, not by a long <laughs> shot. I don't think anyone in this room has seen a, seen an eels win, <laughs> yeah. have they? <laughs> just saying, Roscoe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, way to, way to dig the boot in, Ross. One of your finest near the end of the podcast, just before we oh, clock. Oh, right, though. You yeah. already Look, the, the stats of women. There's, there's one scenario where the Eels win the premiership, and it's only if the Eels flog them this week and beat the Storm and the Roosters win this week, so they get top four, then they can beat Penrith, and then it's anyone's game. But that's not going to happen. I, so I thought we were going to say every, everybody else got kicked out of the competition because of the salary cap team. <laughs> Nah, so they're semi-final specialists for the last five seasons. They've bet out in the semis. Yeah. Um, probably just looking forward to next week, Cookie. One of the things um, next Wednesday show, what we'll do next week is we'll do a bit of a black book, start looking at some guys for uh, 2023, looking at people that we can um, just file away, things like yeah. looking at the Tiger's Edge, talking about some of those guys. Um, so if people have got for next week, just to have a bit of a think, people have got guys that they're looking to put in their yeah. black book um, to pick for 2023. Yeah. Um, so that might be one just going ahead. And do we have a, a game of the round this week? Is yeah. it Roosters yeah. Storm or Rabbits Cowboys? Yeah, Roosters Storm, that's storm. massive top four implications. It's such a good game. It's, it's going to be great to watch, but I tip the storm. Oh, shock oh. me! So I know Roscoe, you and I are pretty sure that we're not going to win this. If the Cowboys do win this, yeah, it does change the whole narrative around the Cowboys because then we're starting to talk about the, about the Cowboys oh, as being a genuine chance. Oh, let's um, calm it down. But uh, I, I, I thought you were going to say, like, it's a genuine chance that South miss out. Yeah, well, that too. South could miss the eight if they lose to the Cowboys this week. So that's a like, huge part of that. Then game. it'd be like a grand final in their last round. Like, it, it's going to come. Yeah. If, they, if, if Cowboys win, it's going to be such a good last round. Don't you agree, Cookie? Right. It'll be exciting for the fans. Put, put this out there. Put this out there. <laughs> No, this is a situation that could happen this week, Cookie. Melbourne win, Cowboys win. Roosters and Rabbitohs are playing for a spot in the eight next week. That's yeah, what Brisbane I'm talking about as well, because I expect Parramatta is going to beat Brisbane, so Brisbane will remain on 13 as well. Roosters and Rabbitohs next week. If Melbourne and Cowboys win this week, the winner of mm. Roosters and Rabbitohs next week makes the eight. But that's 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 crazy that's part. what the mm. fans want. That is yeah. so good. Depends on Brisbane though, because they they might lose both their games, and they've got a worse for and against. Yes. Oh, but yeah, their their really bad loss actually opened up the door for the Raiders to beat them on points differential because now I think they're only yeah, forty different. True. So, yeah. but going going uh, back to the Rabbits and Roosters, um, Cookies assured us that the last five games um, the Rabbits have won. So. You've got it in the bag, mate. Well, being the new stadium, it's going to, you know... The new stadium? You mean the Roosters' new home ground? 
Yeah, it's not for anyone to play out of, mate. So. I don't think so. Well, no, no, think no. So. it's their, it's their home stadium. Their home, I'm, pretty sure there's, I'm pretty sure there's a chook on the, the outside of the stadium, mate. Taxpayers' money greatly help pay for it, so anyone can oh, right. pay for yeah. it. No, it's the home of the Waratahs, yeah. The home of the Waratahs, so. the Roosters, and... Uh, That's all right. They're just, worried that we're, they're just worried that we're going to come back and take over. Yeah. We're living in their heads rent-free. Yeah, all, the irony of that sentence. You go on the chook pen and have a look at that. True. You take over all those blue seats that they've put in there. Yeah, and that's the what three, worry. The three different coloured blues. Imagine the Roosters don't make the eight, though. I mean, that's kind of a real possibility, but how crazy would that be? I'd have an all-nighter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, No, it's going to be great next week. I was just hoping for some upsets this week, so it sets up the last week of awesome footy for the fans. Would be would be nice. All right, Cookie, thanks for that. We'll wrap it up, guys. Good luck for this round, and I'm down to sixteen, so I'm clinging on. But that's how it goes. So, good luck, guys, and talk to you again soon. Bye.